The stable was dim, airy, almost barn-like. The sun came from windows high above her, casting shadows in the corners. At the back of the stable were her father's workbench, his tools, his vice for sawing lumber. Caroline walked past the bench to a wooden rack with pegs. The ten-year-old Caroline had helped him make it, applying lacquer to the wood. Later they had hung them one by one in leather sheaths. At the end of the rack, Caroline saw an empty peg. She stood there for a moment, leaning against the door. Perhaps she owed Betty and Larry an account of the day. Surely she owed that much to Brett. But right now she could not stay here. She walked to the telephone, reserved a room at the inn in the town of Resolve, and left. The air was warm, breezy. Brett handled the tiller of the rented catboat easily, hair curling in the wind. Sailing seemed to change her. On the drive to Lake Winnipesaukee, she had been withdrawn. Now there was color in her face, a brightness to her eyes, and her movements were practiced yet instinctive. It was as though, like Caroline herself, physical action freed some part of her. They moored near Woodsman's Cove and sat across from each other in the stern, gazing out at the water and hills as the boat rocked fitfully at anchor. How did it go with the prosecutor? Brett asked. Caroline considered her answer. He's sure two things, both critical. He can't tie the knife to you, or more important, come up with a reason for you to kill your boyfriend. There isn't any, Brett said simply. Would you have gone with him? Caroline asked. Caroline saw a flicker in Brett's eyes. I don't think I would have. Sometimes it was like I never knew what James was thinking or planning. He grew up protecting himself. I could understand that, but... It's not a way to live. Then why did you care for him? Caroline began to ask. But this was not a lawyer's question. She realized that Brett was studying her with new attentiveness. Why did you leave? Brett asked. Because no one ever talks about it. She paused a moment as if fearing to be tactless, then added, Not about you and not about your mother. Caroline smiled faintly. How very New England. How very repressed, Brett said flatly. Until you were all over our television, I hadn't heard your name for years. And then there was Grandfather in his room, watching you run that trial and not saying a word to anyone. And my mother, tight-lipped and short-tempered. Caroline's shrug was meant to be dismissive. I suppose the best real answer is that I wanted to be independent and was absolutely certain that leaving was the only way. Where did you go? I spent a year on Martha's Vineyard. Caroline made her tone casual, disinterested. Then I went to San Francisco, enrolled in law school, and stayed. How did you get by? I worked, and my mother had left me a little money from a life insurance policy. All I know about your mother is that she was French and died in an accident. Caroline found it easier to talk about her mother than herself. French, she amended, and Jewish. When the Germans invaded Paris during World War II, she explained, Nicole de Salier's parents had sold their home, her father had quit his job at the university, and they had moved to the Jewish quarter. One day Nicole came home to find that her entire family had been taken away. She never saw them again. For a long time, Brett said nothing. At length, she asked, How was it that she married Grandfather? After his first wife died having your mother, I think he was a little lost. So he left Betty with an aunt and uncle and joined the Army JAG Corps. In post-war Paris, his job was investigating war crimes by Germans for the Nuremberg Tribunal. 
My mother was working as a translator for the Americans. My father fell in love with her. Have you ever been married? Brett asked. Caroline smiled. Not even once. Doesn't that ever get lonely? Not really. You get used to being your own companion. Of course, there's still this idea that single women are supposed to feel barren, literally and figuratively. Especially, she added with a sardonic twist, if they compound their misery by being successful. Brett tilted her head. Then you never wanted children? Caroline shrugged again. As a friend of mine once said, I love my children too much already to give them a mother like me. She stopped herself. Brett deserved better. Perhaps I would have liked that. But the things that you can't help, Brett, you put out of your mind. It's better that way.